。好高興今日喺呢個浸禮嘅主日，見到唔同嘅人，誒佢哋都有神嗰個嘅奇妙嘅工作嚟到帶領咗佢哋信我哋嘅主耶穌基督。所以當我哋見到神嗰個嘅救恩臨到每一個種族嘅人，每一個嘅人群嘅裏面，我哋嘅心都係特別嘅喜樂，因為見證到神係真實嘅啊！咁喺一陣誒、呃、，Pastor Arthur 會誒講、呃、一句嘅信息，我用呢個中文咧嚟到去誒、呃、將佢嘅信息大意咧嚟到去誒講、呃、一次嚇。喺耶穌在地上嘅日子嘅時候咧，耶穌都係仍然嘅依靠著聖靈咧嚟到去做佢哋做佢一切所有嘅事情嚇。喺路加福音嗰度誒講到咧，係當耶穌受洗嘅時候咧，聖靈以可以見到嘅形體咧降喺佢嘅身上，呢、这個形體就好似鴿子一樣，天上咧就傳來聲音説：你是我嘅愛子，我。喜悦嚟另外呢，呃、耶穌亦都係滿有聖靈嘅咧，從一檔後過嚟喺聖靈嘅帶領下邊咧，佢嚟到抗野接受撒但嘅試驗喺四十嘅晝夜嘅裏邊咧，佢仍然係靠着聖靈咧嚟到勝過撒但嘅試探嘅咁另外喺耶穌佢有一次佢講緊主嘅靈在我身上，因為他高立我去向窮人傳福音。佢差遣我去宣告被掳嘅得释放，黑暗嘅得看见，受压迫嘅得自由。所以我哋见到耶稣基督在世嘅时候咧，佢仍然系时常嘅都系充满着圣灵嗰个嘅能力，亦都系让圣圣灵咧嚟带领佢所做嘅一切事情。另外，去到我哋当我哋去到新约到我哋作基督徒嘅时候咧，我哋系咪需要都系？依靠聖靈咧，聖經裏面，誒喺《使徒行傳》裏面，佢耶穌話：，他們一同吃飯嘅時候，吩咐他們說：不要離開耶路撒冷，但要等候父嘅應許，就是你們聽見我說過，約翰是用水施洗，但再過不多幾天，你們要受聖靈嘅洗。所以，我哋作為神嘅信徒嘅時候，我哋仍然係經過聖靈嗰個嘅洗禮。當我哋見到今日，誒、呃、有一誒、啊、呢兩位弟兄，呢兩位姊妹咧嚟到去接受聖靈嘅洗禮啊！嚇，佢唔單止就係水嘅洗禮啊，當佢嘅心靈改變嘅時候咧，佢就會經歷到聖靈嘅洗禮。當佢起喺從水裏邊起翻嚟嘅時候咧，就好似一個新嘅生命，一個新嘅人一樣嚇。咁、啊、另外喺羅馬書裏邊講，因為你們若隨從肉體而活，就必定會死。但你們若靠着聖靈，把身體嘅惡行置於死地，就必活着。因為凡是被神引、神嘅靈引領嘅，都是神嘅兒子。事實上，你們所領受嘅，不是奴役嘅靈，使你們再有懼怕。你們所領受的，是兒子名分嘅靈。靠着這靈，我們喊叫阿巴父啊！聖靈親自與我們嘅靈一同見證，我們是神嘅兒女。既是儿女，就是承受产业嘅人，是承受神产业嘅人，与基督一同承受产业。呢度讲到咧，诶、嗯，圣灵咧好似带住我哋一齐咧，同我哋一齐咧，好似喺神嘅面前见证住咧，我哋系神嘅儿女
即係話我哋接受呢個靈，呢、这個係我哋係一個接受咗一個神嘅兒子兒女名分呢個嘅靈啊！即係我哋唔係只係做嘢，而係我哋嘅身份，我哋係神嗰個嘅兒女、啊、另外咧，聖靈亦都喺住喺我哋個裏邊嘅時候咧，佢亦都係聖經裏面講咧，喺羅馬書八章二十六節嘅聖靈也在我們軟弱嘅地方咧幫助我們。因為我們原不知道怎麼禱告，但聖靈親自以無法言語嘅呻吟咧，為我們祈求。那監察人心嘅知道聖靈嘅心思，因為聖靈總是照着神嘅旨意為聖徒祈求。並且我們知道萬事都互相效力，叫愛神嘅人，就是按著他旨意被召嘅人，得著益處。即係話，當我哋真係唔知點樣祈禱嘅時候，當我哋內心都講唔出話嘅時候咧，但聖靈知道我哋個內心最深層嘅思想係啲咩嘢。雖然我哋講唔出，但係咧聖靈仍然咧佢知道我哋內心嘅感受嘅時候，佢替我哋咧喺神嘅面前嚟到講出我哋所需要嘅。咁所以聖靈仍然喺度不住嘅嚟到去幫助我哋。另外，喺加拉太書都提醒我哋嘅、呃，你們應當順着聖靈行事，這樣就必定不會去滿足肉體嘅私欲，因為肉體所想望嘅與聖靈對立，聖靈所想望的也與肉體對立。其實這兩者彼此敵對，不讓你們做自己所願意做嘅事。但你們若是由聖靈引導，就不在律法之下，因為聖靈仍然係幫助。我哋呢個軟弱嘅身體咧，嚟到去履行神要求我哋，所以可以過一個嘅聖潔嘅生活。所以我哋就算喺著我哋而家呢個時候，我哋每一個信徒都仍然係要靠著聖靈咧，喺我哋嘅生活上每一個層面咧，都得到佢嘅幫助。OK， so now is the time for Pastor Archer. Thank you very much, my brother. This is quite a multicultural congregation. Praise the Lord, Pastor Boris,、uh, for your input for your congregation here.、Um, we know that God passes, surpasses all languages. He understands every language. I could easily start preaching here in Portuguese. Me and him, we would go along pretty well. I'm not sure about you guys. But、um, anyway, what a privilege to be part of a multicultural、uh, church! Praise the Lord for that. So the Holy Spirit and what He was talking about. I want to just、uh, summing up basically two thoughts here. You have it in your bulletin.、Um, Jesus Christ, He was dependent on the Holy Spirit for everything. And the next question is, well, what about us? Now, if we are we are in this process of trying to connect,、uh, connecting with God, connecting with the Word, connecting with the Holy Spirit.、And、the next thing we're going to be talking about is connecting with the fellow believer. That's where the topic of gossip comes in. We're going to leave that for some next Sundays. How we relate to each other inside a church, and of course, the final、uh, on this series going to be on connecting with the outside world, with the believer. 
So let's pray, Lord Jesus. We want to thank you again this morning. And these couple of minutes, Lord, that we have left to uh, open up your word. We invite you through your Holy Spirit to be part of our, this celebration. And I have said it many times already, I want to say it again, Lord, if you wouldn't be here, we wouldn't want to be here. Because it is not supposed to be a religious gathering, but one that brings relationship into the scene. We want to have a close relationship with you. It's not about ceremony. It is about fellowship. Thank you so very much, Lord. So Holy Spirit, as we talk for a couple minutes here about the things you have done and the things you are doing and the things you are still going to do, that our hearts would be opened. Our hearts would understand what you are trying to do and to say to us. And our hearts would not resist you, the Holy Spirit. We worship you, Holy Spirit, because you are God. You are here, sent from God. In the form of the Holy Spirit, being in charge of everything. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being part of our lives and for being here with us. In Jesus' name. And the people say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit, and we have been talking about the fact that Jesus Christ was dependent on the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit has been around in the very second verse of the Bible. And the Spirit of God hovered, or hovered, yeah, hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God was present at creation. He is here today. He said, he would, Jesus said, I will send my Spirit to be with you until I come back. So now, whether you like it or not, whether you think the Holy Spirit is spooky or this, or the, oh, it's a charismatic, or wow, and I don't really like him. It is beyond the point. Whether you like him or not, the Holy Spirit is here today. He is here. He's looking at you right now. He's checking on you. He's always working, always working because he is the one that knows everything about the Father. So he's here. Do we realize that? That he's here? Had been sent, remember? He's here. And if he is here, and if Jesus told you, you need them, you need him. Because without him, you won't be able to do anything in this world. And by the way, and that makes basically the first point, Jesus himself needed the Holy Spirit in everything he did. First, 
of all. Jesus Christ himself, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. You can read it in uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 35. It says, And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit is the trigger. He did it. Jesus would not be on the planet Earth if he wouldn't be, if it wouldn't have been by the Holy Spirit. We like to shove the Holy Spirit aside. We are okay with God. We are okay with Jesus. But with the other person of the Trinity, we do have problems with. We kind of, I don't know. If he all of a sudden tells us to do things, well, we, we don't really, not sure. But let me tell you this morning, Jesus Christ was dependent on the Holy Spirit. In fact, Matthew 1.18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary, he, she was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, first of all, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Secondly, Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3, verses 22, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Jesus marched through his ministry he began his ministry with the support of the Holy Spirit. And it speaks of his humanity. Jesus was God, yes. But as he was present on planet earth, he also was men. And he wanted us to have the example from himself. If you want to do anything in this world, you will need the Holy Spirit. Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Number three, Jesus was led by the Spirit. Now, this is a hard one. But guess what happened here? Let's read it. Luke chapter 4, verses 1. Jesus, full of the Spirit, he left the Jordan, the place, the river, where he was baptized. And he was led by the Spirit. Where? Into a place he didn't want to go. Into a place that is not a very, it's a sketchy place. Into a place where he would suffer. Into a place where he would have a fight directly with the devil. The Bible says he went out of the Jordan. The Holy Spirit came on him. He went out of the Jordan. And then the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. For what? To be tempted by the devil. Now what a thing. See, since Jesus knew, we have to understand that 
he was willing no matter what. If the Spirit leads me to go here, I will go. And he went all the way into the wilderness to be very, very harmed, to suffer. He was eating or no eating for about 40 days. The Bible says he got hungry after it. But the fact of the matter that Jesus Christ decided, no, no matter what happened to me, I will go. I am led by the Spirit. I go wherever he tells me to go. You're talking Jesus here. Jesus himself. He was led. Number four. I know we've got to rush a little bit here. Jesus performed miracles by the Holy Spirit. Everything he did, he did through the powers of the Spirit. He did not use his own strength there to rise people from the dead or to have the authority to forgive sin. Everything he did, he did prompted by the Holy Spirit. Everything. Every miracle was Spirit-powered because he was a man. He had Remember, as he, went, as, he, as he left heaven, he had left his divinity up there. Or he gave up his privileges of being God to become fully man. So he was completely dependent on the Holy Spirit. Now, as he was walking on planet earth, on the streets of Jerusalem, on the pathways from Galilee all the way to uh, uh, Judea and Samaria and wherever he was going. He was dependent on the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. Number five. Not even this he could do by himself. Jesus rejoiced by the Holy Spirit. The text says, in Luke chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. Behold, I gave you this authority. Now, this, he's talking to his disciples who came back, uh, telling all the things that they had experienced on the way as he had sent them out. And he says, Behold, I gave you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall, shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that... The spirits are subjected to you, he says to them. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babies. Even so, Father, for so it has seemed good in your sight. True rejoicing, true joy is prompted by the Holy Spirit. You can laugh. Somebody tells you a joke. There are lots of jokes. I could tell lots of jokes, but I will not tell jokes today. But you know, you can laugh, and it's prompted out of some funny things you heard. 
You laugh, but then it's over. You don't laugh forever for the same joke. But when it comes to real joy, and an amazing joy, a great joy, a spiritual joy, that one is prompted by the Holy Spirit. You feel it. The Holy Spirit. So Jesus Christ, he rejoiced because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit made him rejoice. Because all of a sudden he understood. He saw things. He just was so happy because this is actually happening. Number six. Jesus Christ, he was lifted up in crucifixion through the Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from the dead? From dead works, sorry. From dead works. To serve the living God. For the power of the eternal Spirit, Christ, offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice, sacrifice for our sin. Whatever Jesus did on the cross, he did it by the Spirit. Whatever endurance he had during the cross as he was hanging there, he did it through the Spirit. He depended on the Spirit. He said things from the Father based on what the Spirit revealed to him. So Jesus, dependent on the Spirit. One more, number seven here. Jesus was raised up from the dead by the Spirit. We read in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Think about it. Dwells in you. He who raises Christ Jesus from the dead. Will also give life to your mortal body. And as we transit or transition to what about us, I want us to understand that Jesus, who is the biggest, who was the biggest, still is, but was the biggest prophet I ever lived on, planet, on the planet Earth, was so dependent on the Holy Spirit. What about us? How much do I know? How much contact do I have with the Holy Spirit? In 1988, there's a famous shoe company called Nike. Everybody heard of them? Probably everybody. So Nike came up with this funny or fancy slogan. Just do it. Everybody remember that? It came out many, many years ago. By the way, it came out, uh, it was actually, it, it, uh, it came to them. He, he, the, the, the president of Nike, he used that slogan for, uh, to perform uh, whatever, you know, more sales with Nike and so on. But he actually got it from a prisoner who was on his death row. And 
as a, this, this prisoner, as he actually was, I was reading the story, as he was actually being there ready, made ready to actually die, um, the, the guys that would actually press the button or uh, inject or whatever they would do, um, they asked him a question. So is there anything you would like to say? And he said, let's do it. Just like that, let's do it. Now, what I want to show here, basically, is that as a Christian, the slogan, just do it, or let's do it, should actually be substituted by something called uh, just depend. We need to depend. Now, I know that, well, if you don't feel any promptings of the Holy Spirit, you guys kind of just sit there and just do nothing. Now, it happened to me sometimes. I kind of, okay, Lord, okay, what is it? Where exactly you want me to tackle? What exactly you want me to say? What are the exact words you want me to use? Because I'm kind of stuck here, and I can't really sense the presence of the Holy Spirit, and I'm kind of waiting. Happens to me quite often. I want to do the right thing. Because I know it's not just, just do it. We should not skip it into the doing if, unless we first depend. Let's depend first. Just like Jesus. He depended on the promptings of the Spirit in everything he said and everything he did. I came only to do what my father told me to do. We read it in John chapter 5. Now Galatians 5 verses 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what it is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And you will not just do it, you will depend on him and then you will sense this is what I need to do. Now that would help us so very much in the church. We are doers before we are actually waiters. We don't like to wait. We like to do and then sometimes we do things not even thinking what we're doing. We just do it because we have always done it before. And that's why it's so very hard for us to change. Because that trigger, wham, I have to do something new now? I have to wait first before what if the Spirit tells? We know certain things we do in, in, the, in the ceremonies of the church, in the religious aspect of the church, we do things because we do them, because I've always done it this way. We don't even ask questions anymore. We just do it. Well... We should start asking questions. Is it what we are doing right now as the Markham Missionary Church something that is actually what we should be doing? Or are there different things that should be done? The ministries, just let's examine the ministries. The ministries that we are doing, are they the ones that we need to do? Should we do different things? Should we change our view, our views on things? Should we move on for something that exactly what the Spirit wants us to do? Should we just, no, let's keep on doing because that's safe. 
Let's just keep it while we have, and we will be okay. Now, for the most part, praise the Lord, I have seen this congregation very biblical. Praise the Lord for the, uh, the, the, the EM, EMCC, the Evangelical Missionary Church of Canada. Don't you even think that I didn't examine yourself, you guys before I said yes. Because I didn't want to put myself under trouble. If this church or if this denomination has problems with, you know, they do this and they do that and they're okay with that, they're okay with that, they do compromise, I would say goodbye. What I sensed, people are praying. And I was impacted by one of the prayers I had with uh, Ed and Janice and with uh, Bill Matheson at their house. And, and I go, wow, you know, these people like to pray. And now we're in business. And I really consider the prayers, the searching for God, as the most humbly, but the, mo the most important thing that we as church will ever do. And it will lead us into a path that might be new. It might be not so new, but it might be eventually different. And we will do things differently, and we will prosper in our walk as the Markham Missionary Church. Can I hear an amen? It is going to happen if we depend, not just do it. But if we just depend, then we will do things, and it will be successful. And I want to encourage the elders. I want to encourage the admin board who are uh, trying hard. You have no idea how much hours they spend burning nerves trying to get things done here. There's so many things that go, that go on be, be, behind the scenes that maybe many of, many of you don't even know. But I know, too, that there is a will, there is a desire to do the right thing. And I tell you one thing, the Lord will honor it. He will honor the true and full, humble intention of the heart. And it also tells me there is a desire to walk according to the Holy Spirit. And praise the Lord for that. So if I say I walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify, I will not gratify the desires of the flesh or the desires of the tradition or the desires of this is how it was done. I will do things differently. I will be open to new things. We will not be as, you know, look at this table here. It's not a pulpit. Oh, they took the pulpit away. Oh, they should not have done that. Really? Is that what it's all about? Why do some people like the table? I like it. It's actually quite fancy. You see, we think that this is how it's supposed to be. And we do it. But what if the Lord has something else? And I want us this morning, as we wrap it up, it's 12 o'clock. To think about possibilities. What if the Lord has something else and something new for all of us? The way I think, the way I speak, the things I do, the way I think church needs to be done. 
And all of a sudden, it is not so much more about us. See, I like sound. I like volume. But not everybody does. I would agree that maybe, you know, some of the, the uh, I love the musicians here, but, you know, the, you, you can bump it up once in a while, you know, that will, you know that's okay. If, you, if it's too loud for you, we we're probably going to be offering some uh, earplugs there for you. But some people like it louder. I'm one of them. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I want to encourage us this morning to be sensitive by, uh, to the Holy Spirit, to the promptings of the Spirit. I know these are small things. These are external things. But this, the Holy Spirit goes deep. And if Jesus Christ, who is Jesus Christ, depended on the Holy Spirit, what about us? We need the Holy Spirit. We need them. In fact, one more final verse I'm going to read here. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Basically, everybody knows this verse. So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by my not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Simple as that. May the Lord bless you. Do we have a song? Are we done with music?